Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Tilly Fine. Tilly, you can be found on TillyFine.com, T-I-L-L-E-Y-F-I-N-E.com. Tilly, you are a conscious living activist. You work with business leaders, um, entrepreneurs who are also parents, right? And so we go through kind of that intersection. So I'm a parent. I got three kids. I would imagine there are a lot of parents that are listening. So I'm very curious to, to learn more about your work and the impact that you have. Great. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. It's such an honor to be here. My work with parents is conscious parenting, which I am certified through the Dr. Shafali Institute. And we take parent the parenting paradigm and flip it on its head. So instead of wanting to fix our child or help our child, we look internally mm -hmm. because our children mirror the parts of us that need to heal internally. And when we can heal those internal wounds, that way we can then heal our child. Yeah. Okay. Well, what, what does that look like? Um, and, and again, let's also uh, invite those that uh, might be hearing some of this language and they're like, Ooh, this sounds a little ooey gooey for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to make sure that we're uh, that, that, that we remain accessible uh, in, yeah. in this uh, and, and while certainly uh, appealing to those who uh, may have not uh, explored their inner child or any of that sort of thing. Fair enough. Yes, makes okay. perfect sense. Okay, uh, all right. So, um, so, so, talk about how uh, this might manifest. So, how might we see? Uh, you know, if we have some disruption here, what might this look like in our either our day to day or maybe the um, some of the patterns that we repeat? Okay. So let's, if we're working, if I'm working with a parent, a lot of time, a parent will come to me and say, I'm having trouble, my child is experiencing a lot of anxiety, let's, as an example. And then they want to have, they want me to help the child. And in conscious parenting, we work primarily with the parent. And my first go-to is, are you as the parent experiencing any anxiety? How is your anxiety level as a parent? And I work directly with the parent in fixing their anxiety. And the same thing happened to me with my daughter. My daughter experienced severe anxiety just a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic. And only when the pandemic hit and my work went from up here to down here, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did I realize how high my energy was resonating on an anxious level. I was very highly anxious all the time without even realizing it. And so when I managed to bring my anxiety level down, that in turn helped her be less anxious. And the same with entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs often point fingers to if they are having a problem with somebody at work consistently, they need to look internally to see what it is, what their part is that they're participating in this creation with this, with this situation. So it's always looking inwards to yourself first, healing, fixing yourself before looking to the outside 
as uh, to trying to fix anything on the outside. Yeah. So um, what what kind of things might we hear from our kids if we know that there might be some issues here? Or, you know, again, um, I, I'm just looking for other evidence that this is, um, you know, this is something that we ought to examine and and address. Well, a lot of times it's just simply that a child may be rude. Like that's for me is as one of my biggest triggers. And also for most parents, when you have a child, my daughter's 11 and she can be rude. And when she doesn't respond the way I want her to, mm. or she's rude, what I consider her being rude and disrespectful, that is an internal trigger that's triggering ourselves. It's not the child that's triggering us. It is an internal wound for of when I have not been seen. I don't feel seen or heard. So it's coming from within. And it's just the child that is the part that's triggering that internally. And every parent, well, okay, most parents suffer <laughs> from children being rude. And it happens to me all the time, even as conscious. And it is triggering. And I feel all kinds of things enter my head, like, Oh my God, my daughter's so rude. What what type of child is she going to turn out to be? How is this this? How can she be so disrespectful to me? All of these things happen, and yeah. when you start to feel like that, that's when you know you have to look within. What is it that? What is the root behind that trigger? Yeah. So um, again, I guess we're we're addressing our response to what might be a normative adolescent behavior or, you know, a kid, kid is normally going to not want to do the dishes. Right. And so uh, like we all, you know, we all fought that probably when we were younger, it's just not innate, right? Most, most kids don't like to do chores. Uh, so that would be an instance or, you know, a child again, um, you know, normative, developmental behavior is they want to, they want more freedoms and they want to do what might be a little bit outside what we as parents feels appropriate or we're comfortable with. And so we say, you know, we really don't want you to stay out till two in the morning. Sorry. You know? And so then that sets up a little bit of contention. Child doesn't like that. Of course the kid's not going to like that, but in, in, in here's, this is interesting, Tilly. I wonder if the business owner um, is used to, particularly if they've achieved some level of success, usually, um, you know, they, they they look at where they are. And I wonder if this, um, you know, that this helps create any of this tension. Like I, I look at my, um, you know, my work, like I've, I've busted my tail over the past 20 years in business. Um, I'm at a stage in business where, you know, I'm usually pretty successful. I'm, I'm usually, I, I usually can create what I want. Mm-hmm. However, that level of autonomy doesn't exist in the parent-child dynamic. They're, they don't recognize me the way that, you know, someone else might, wow, Josh, very successful at this, whatever. So I don't, I don't have that kind of influence there. <laughs> Right. And uh, that's why our children are our biggest teachers. They Mm. really come to mirror the parts of us that we need to heal or develop or grow. And and a great simple example is what you said, Josh, is in the past, I used to, I would be making dinner and then I would say my daughter would be online and I'd yell up the stairs, dinner's ready. And I would think that she would just magically drop what she's doing and come flittering down the stairs Mm -hmm. as soon as I said dinner is ready. 
the children are just not. And so when she doesn't listen to me, then mm-hmm. I feel like she's, I'm being disrespected. But it's the, the reason that we do this inner work is because we want to create better connection with our children. We want to create better connection with our peers. And so when you can internally figure out what's triggering you and take a pause, then you can learn to respond and not react. So in that sense, you want to, you know, I now go walk upstairs and I say, and I connect with her. Hey, I know you, you're working, you know, I know you're doing your video games. Dinner's in five minutes. You need to please come down, finish up what you're doing and come down. It doesn't always work like that. It's not a magical bullet, but the connection is there versus just demanding and expecting. And I have cleared my trigger of being felt disrespected or not being, or her not listening to me. Yeah. Okay. So what do we do? Help me out, Tilly. (laughs) What we do is the best and and the best advice I can always give to both parents and entrepreneurs is before, if something comes up that you don't like and you want it brings something up in you, like your child's been disrespectful or somebody says something to you disrespectfully at work, or you get an email that triggers you that you don't like. The first step is to take a pause. You've got to take that pause because it's got to move you out of your sympathetic yeah. limbic nervous system into the parasympathetic, which is the, the your way you can reason and where you can be responsive and not come from a verbal exploding reaction. So when you come and if that means stepping away, sometimes my daughter will say something to me and I literally have to step away and go into the bathroom and take a few breaths and come out. And the same with an email. I walk away. Don't respond when you are in that reactive phase. Then you can breathe, take a pause, and then you can come from a place of response versus reaction because that is who you truly are instead of just being reactive. So the the goal is to always be responsive by taking a step back before you, you react. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what most of us do. We blind. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. That doesn't feel good. Um, And so we react, right? We're offended uh, that that happens. We We become defensive. We offended and we feel like we need to attack back. Yeah. Okay. So um, take me through some scripts. Like how, what, what can we say? How can we, how can we address that tension? Internally with us. It's, it's really, it's, it's just a matter of calming down when your body is no longer is now in the parasympathetic phase and you are calm, you can respond with reason. So you don't have to, you you don't have to respond as reactionary. You, you can reasonably come from within versus just Blah, blurting it out and responding right. off the cuff, which is typically what we all do when we're not trained. So the power of that silence, even if it's just a few seconds to just get back into your body is what is really going to make the difference in how you respond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we pause, we reflect here for a moment before we react. Um, and then Eventually, I think we do want to address yes. the, the issue, right? Because I think, you know, we we have boundaries for ourselves. Listen, right. listen. Yeah, I might be mom, I might be dad, but you deserve to know what what my my feelings are 
here, right? And so um, take me through what that conversation might sound like. Great question. So when you, if your, if your child triggers you or disrespects you, let's say, or they swear at you, they tell you to F off or whatever it is, in that moment, you want to pause and not yell back at them mm-hmm. and just take a break if you can, breathe and then respond. And you could say it and say something like, this is, this is inappropriate. You don't get to speak to me like that. Conscious parenting does not mean you don't have boundaries. Kids really need boundaries. It's more that it's in how we react. And then what I do with my daughter is I wait till a later part of the day when we can have the conversation. And I go back to it when she's calm and I'm calm. And I go back to the situation and I say, I need to talk about what happened this this morning. When you reacted this, this way, you swore at me. Mm. And then we go through how that's inappropriate. We don't ever, you know, and then we go through. So it's not, it's not about not setting the boundaries. We still need to set very profound, strict boundaries. Kids, kids thrive in boundaries, but it's how we are enforcing those boundaries and how we are reacting when those boundaries get broken. That's what's most important about conscious parenting. You want to respond in a conscious way. Same as in the work environment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I can guess, Tilly, that, you know, when we pause, when we respect our boundaries, it's not going to be solved overnight and it's going to take practice. We're going to continually have to, you know, uh, honor our boundaries uh, and, you know, and just, you know, when it happens again and it will, you know, because again, kids are naturally going to, I think, blurt out or react like usually kids wear their emotions on their sleeve. (laughs) Right, right. And the fundamental difference between adults and kids is that kids live in the moment and parents and adults typically live in the past or the future. So if your kid blurts something out that you don't like, you you think, oh, my God, is my child always going to be like this? If I don't stop them right now, they're always going to be rude and disrespectful. We a lot of times jump to the future where it's the kids are just in the moment. They stay in the moment. Sure. So so there's that difference. All right, good. So um, tell me about your practice, like who you work with, what does engagement look like? How do people, like? you know, I guess you just your, you know, are you working with someone over a period of time? Do they schedule an X number of sessions? What, what does that, um, how does that work? So I do individual sessions and group sessions one-on-one. I also do a lot of work with clients and I do within the corporate environment, I do, I work in, uh, I do um, uh, workshops. So mm-hmm. I conduct workshops on mindset, on self-care, in the workplace, on how to, you know, your reactions, on, on how to handle your relationships within the workplace and with parents. Mostly my parents are one-on-one or couples one-on-one for the most part. Mm-hmm. And they'll there's options to buy individual sessions or group sessions. And I'm on social, I'm mostly on Clubhouse and Instagram. Yeah, right, right. So um, you know, in terms of like um engaging with you, uh, are we talking like a ten thousand dollar engagement? Are we talking like a hundred dollar engagement? What you know, just kind of give me a frame of reference here. And I hope you don't mind me asking such a of personal question. Not. Of course not. Of course not. 
So my fees range from anywhere from depending on how much if you buy packages anywhere from 150 an hour mm-hmm. to two. But corporate is a little different when I do workshops. It's more yeah. like 250 300 an hour when I'm doing workshops. Yeah. What do what do you when you talk about uh, doing workshops? Um, what what is that like? Who's bringing you in? What are you covering in those subjects? So I work with corporations where they are looking for more more to, to work with either their leaders or employees at any level. And it's on employee mindset, how to create boundaries at work, what is considered a a good boundary and a bad boundary. And just mm. I work with 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 companies in stuff like when you think that you have to work 12 hours a day and that's going to that that mentality of working 12 hours a day working so hard is going to make you get you to the next level mm. when it's not that the mindset is you need to take care of yourself there is some self love here you need to take care of yourself and in the smaller period of time you can be more effective than putting in you know we have this mindset of the grind right it's the grind we've got to go in and work and work and work and work and work instead of actually filling yourself up first and you'll be more effective in the hours that you actually work so i work yeah. with a lot of 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 uh corporations on that level mm. and teaching teaching their working with their employees on how to take care of themselves so that they can fill up their own cup before yeah. they try to fill up everybody else's yeah hey tilly since i got you here let me ask you about this um and and i'm suspect that there are other folks that you know they have this same emotional thing that just sits with them. And that is, is that, um, you know, and who knows where this probably came from my childhood, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe come from some cultural thing, but, uh, you know, one thing I'd say, if, if you were to ask me, what's the thing that bothers me the most, uh, it's, it's fear of disappointing others. And it, it, it sits with me far too much than, than I wish it would. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm always concerned that, you know, even if it's something that's pretty much outside of my control, because, you know, you know, it's like, we serve a lot of clients. I've got a, you know, really great team. You know, I want to make sure that my team does a great job. I don't want to disappoint my team. I don't want to disappoint my clients. I don't want to disappoint my audience, but I worry about that too much. Uh, What would you recommend for someone like me? Well, you're not alone. Most people have that fear for the most part. So there's that. But most of our fears stem from, just like you say, some child, our childhood blueprint or cultural influences for when we were growing up. And typically fear of disappointment or fear of not delivering to somebody else is because you devalue yourself. You don't have enough respect and value for yourself so that's why you think you're going to to disappoint potentially somebody else on the outside. It all mm-hmm. comes back to an inner wound where you don't value yourself. And that stems from growing up and being told that you are or being made to feel that you are not valuable, whether mm-hmm. it's something your parents said or a, a teacher said or a a movie you saw where you feel devalued and not seen and not heard. And that stays within your blueprint, right? And unless you mm-hmm. clear that, that blueprint of of not ha- of not valuing yourself is comes out in when you think that you're going to disappoint others. Mm, all right. Lots to unpack there for me. 
<laughs> tilling it your website. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't yeah, no, tilling your website is tillyfine.com and that's T-I-L-L-E-Y-F-I-N-E. This is a great conversation. Uh, you offer free 45-minute consultations. Um, right. You can just click on, there's a link right at the top of the website. Click that and you can book time with Tilly. Uh, anything else that folks should look for? Just that life is always a learning process. And so you can learn so much just from going on social media. I am on um, Instagram. I am on Clubhouse. There's a lot of experts on both both fields. So if you want to just get your feet wet or learn a little bit more, I really recommend those two, those two um, avenues. All right. Tilly Fine. Thank you so much. Again, TillyFine.com. Thanks, Tilly, for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.